was often enough. She could repeat his words, even to his slight brogue. She was a quick one. As Jack went back into the house, he felt the chill in the air. His two wives were pointedly ignoring him. Ah, Jenny lass, I wouldn't really beat them. I know. Jack's second wife, Jenny, concentrated on her spinning wheel. Elizabeth, his first wife and Jenny's mother by a former husband, gathered up her carters and baskets of wool and left the room. Then what is it? So it's heathens we are, are we? Jenny spoke quietly, as always. She didn't take her eyes from her work. I didn't say that. Ignorant little heathens, you said. Hellfire, he had forgotten he said that. What memories women had. They could fling a man's hasty words back at him years later. Maybe his neighbor, old Campbell, was right. He didn't teach his wives or children English, and he never bothered to learn Cherokee himself. They were a singularly happy family. But shouting at Tiana had invigorated Jack, and he felt conciliatory. Ah, they were inconsiderate words, lass, without meaning. But Jenny wasn't to be conciliated. The Cherokee path is good enough for me, and for you too, husband, when white ways don't suit you. A strand of cream-colored wool ran through Jenny's delicate, calloused fingers. She leaned into her work, poised on the ball of her bare left foot. She spun the wheel gently with a peg in her right hand and drew out the yarn with her left. It twisted and quivered like a living thing in her fingers. She walked forward to let the yarn wind onto the spindle. Then she backed up and started over. That day she would walk twenty miles, a step or two at a time. The humming of the spinning wheel was constant, like a low, distant wind sighing through grass. The Indian path isn't good enough for your daughters, is it? She continued. Do you want them to be like the black robes and their gloomy women? Do you want them to think laughing is... um, She searched for a word. Bad, like they do. The council told the missionaries they want education for their children, not religious clap. Trappery, I know I wrote the letter for them. Gave me great satisfaction. Jack paced from the plank floor onto the rag rug and back again. His heavy brass-toed work shoes rang loud, then muffled. The sun had been up nearly an hour, and he had work to do. But he knew he had best settled this issue now. The Cherokee were polite. They didn't like to contradict anyone. But they were also tenacious. They worried a question until it was answered to their satisfaction. At least Blackburn and his staff are defendable. You know how many schoolmasters we've had here. They're either drinkers or gamblers or whoremongers or loafers or worse. They're often but little better educated than their pupils. Rogers barely stopped himself from saying that only a worthless man would be in this howling wilderness teaching a brood of half-breed brats for a dollar a week and board. Jack Rogers loved his family, but he had few illusions. 
I want the girls to marry well. They need some polish put to them. You want them to marry white men, you mean? Do not be telling me what I mean, woman. Jenny knew she had pushed him as far as she could. She tried another approach. Her English was adequate, but halting. Give them each a present. Give them ribbons for their hair. And something they can use in school. Uh, pen knives from the factory. The ones with the button hooks on them. They won't wear anything that buttons. They'll rarely even wear clothes, he said in exasperation. They'll wear clothes to school. Make school an adventure, a dare. Use honey instead of vinegar to attract flies. Uh.